you recording? I have no idea. <laughs> yes, I've been recording for six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hello, Holly. <laughs> you are getting a tattoo tomorrow that I think that everyone needs to bask in the glory of. Because every time you describe it to me, I'm like, man, can I get one too? Should we have, all have I, matching tattoos? Because I've shown you like the the like rough-ish pictures that yes. I have. Like, okay, yeah. So I've been wanting a, a like a Chemex. I love Chemex coffee like yeah. pots. They're beautiful, but also I just like the taste is my favorite kind of coffee preparation method. And <laughs> we all gotta have one. We gotta have one. I have tried many over the years, and Chemex remains my favorite. So um, <laughs> I w- over the summer, my husband and I were like vacationing and just chilling because it's COVID times. And I was like, oh, I want another tattoo. So we were talking and I found a Chemex one. And then it led me to looking at other Chemex pot tattoos. And then I found uh-huh. one that had a cabin inside. Which that is has, like, so cute. And it has like, you know, nature trees. And there's like a drip in the form of a cloud from the cabin coming up. It's just really like, beautiful. and Probably like, smoke from the chimney. Yeah. It's adorable. Um, but my twist on it is that I did not want a simple cabin in the woods. I wanted a Baba <laughs> Yaga hut. <laughs> and so that's what I have asked my artist to do is I was like, so I sent her like a Baba Yaga hut, like sketch and, yeah. like, and the Chemex. And I was like, can, can, can we make cabin, these can I make this together? Happen? It's so, cool because yeah. it's really a different style than your other tattoos, but it's yeah. so, it's such a good, like, I guess, I don't know. What is the word I'm looking for? Like idea. Icon yeah. is such a good, I don't know, whatever. It's going to be awesome. And I'm yeah. so excited for you. So do you have I'm to go be... far to get it? You, do you have to go to three? Well, no, I have to go to, to Ulsan, which is on the coast. Um, ah. But I have to take a 40 minute bus ride to a different bus station that is more connected to the main line. And then I have to ride another three hours and 40 minutes to Ulsan. Oh my God. So I'm just going to be busting it tomorrow. And then you're going to see some crazy shenanigans you always do on the bus always every time yes but i'm assuming that when it's an even longer bus ride it's gonna be even more shenanigans probably we'll probably like lose somebody on the way i am fully expecting (laughs) (laughs) so i think we should do an over under of how many dogs you see also well i was planning on going to a dog cafe while i was there oh perfect because like (laughs) i'm not i'm not planning i'm there's this people recommended an indian restaurant so i'm gonna eat takeout from there Nice. And I'm going to do a dog cafe because I need the dogs. And right. Because so, so, you got to love a dog cafe. Yeah. So that's what I'm planning to do. Like very simple. I have to say the night because the the last bus leaves at four something and my tattoo, I'm sure, is going to be still going on at four something. So I'm like, yeah. well, I'm just going to stay the night by myself that's as nice. my own vacation. So did you get a place with a bathtub? No, I it was too expensive. Like I was just like, I know that I'm that's you. Leave. I know you checked, though. I, I know did you check. It. I looked at, at the hotel that I looked at that's near the bus terminal. I was like, OK, if I had to look at the deluxe room, is it going to be a bathtub? And it was not a bathtub. It was like a bigger oh, shower. Boo. And I was like, well, I'm fine. I don't need to stay at like a, a you know, $75 night hotel. I have a $35 night hotel that room yeah, I'm fine with. It'll be so, fine. And it's clean and beautiful and new. So fine. I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. It. The bathtub is a bummer. But yeah. you have a bathtub in your house now. Yeah. The exactly. external tub. So, yeah. It's, it's less crucial. Bad. I feel exactly. like years ago you didn't have. Space I would have for that, been so desperate. I was always like, I need a bathtub. <laughs> exactly. I exactly. Need a bathtub. Yeah. Exactly. But everything's good now, and so we'll see how that goes. I'm exactly. so excited for you. Uh, I, I'm like Esther. Why did you sign up for a tattoo again? Because every time you walk away, you're like, Why did I do this tattoo? Well, not that why, because no. I love tattoos, but just the, yeah. the pain aspect of the healing aspect is always like, Yeah. 
icky, but it's it'd be fine. Healing in general stinks. Yes. And as we talked about before we recorded our Patreon episode this morning, I always assume that I have something wrong with me and that healing <laughs> is going to take so long that I lose a limb. And also part of this like anxiety thing is also that always it ends up being have to like a self amputation situation. Well, see, I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we have sorely underestimated the amount of gr- gangrene cases in the world <laughs> or that we were, it's like the whole like sand. What is that? Sinking sand. What was that stuff called? An hourglass? The, no, no, no. Okay, so sink, uh, Sink sand, sink sand. No. <laughs> what is that called? Quicksand. Quicksand. <laughs> I like how confidently I said sink sand twice. It's sink sand. No, you're you're right. It's sink sand. <laughs> sink sand. It's like you know how over prepared we were for quicksand. Quicksand. Yeah, Same totally. with gangrene. Like we're all over prepared for gangrene to happen. Yeah, at any it's moment. because we spent too much time talking about trench war- warfare. Yeah, warfare and civil history. war. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, World War One. It's just like okay. constant trench foot. Yeah. Oh, so scary. But yeah, yeah, your wound will, your tattoo will heal. It is yeah. also weird to think about tattoos as being wounds. You know. Yeah. 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 I think I might are. re-pierce my nose this weekend. We'll see. We're all going to yeah. be doing Roy some body mods. Doing some, <laughs> some pond Because I did my house modification. I built that whole bookshelf Yes, this last it weekend. looks so good. Thank you. I'm really proud of myself. It's, yeah. Hand built by you and your beloved. And Target. Yeah. And Target. But <laughs> No, yeah. I did all of the building. He did all of the, like, the detail caulking. work. <laughs> yeah. The caulking. You have to make sure you say Caulk was that. a, yeah. Well, caulk was, it was very funny. So caulk was a wordle word, like last week or yeah, something sometime last week or the week i got before. it in two like in two i got it <laughs> and my friend from the uk he was like i had no idea what that was until i had to look it up and I, because they call it caulking like like oh, this is caulking they have the ing on it in the uk and i said yeah oh. that's the only way to win over you is with these uk versus american words because otherwise right win, right so. <laughs> and especially because i don't think that anyone i mean at least in my life i've never pronounced it caulk like oh. at, trying to make sure that the L is heard. Oh, okay. Until okay. that was the wordle word, and I was talking about it with my mom, and then we were also doing a bunch of like caulking on the uh-huh. um, bookshelf situation, and I was like, I can't keep saying the word cock so much. I need to be more clear about what I mean. It's a it's a romance. <laughs> like, and then we're like, I was like, uh, <laughs> still like Nathan, who was going back to do detail work. Like, yeah, there still is some cock in there, but you really got to squeeze that cock tube super tight to get any out. <laughs> He just looked at me and I just started laughing and I was like, I know it sounds ridiculous. We are aware. I'm aware. Now I'll try to say caulk from now on to make sure that you can hear the L sound so it doesn't sound like I'm encouraging a firm grasp on the cock. Even though we do encourage that on this podcast. Anyway. I love it. Did I tell you that the other week, my cousin, one of my cousins was like, hey, what's a good episode to start of your podcast? And I was like, God, what? I have no idea, but definitely not one where we're talking about morning glory. I know, glory farm. Like, basically, don't talk, don't recommend any during the summer because it's like, it's like, (laughs) it's a hotbed of like random moments from. No, but the summer is also where we have all of our intro to tarot episodes. But also, Morning Glory Milking Farm is the book I'm taking with me tomorrow. It's in my bag already. I I was like, what's a skinny bitch book that I can put in my bag? Yeah, what's something that's less than 300 pages that I can just really easily include? Exactly.
Um, all right. So I think that, oh, you're doing card of the day today. I am doing card of the day. Okay. Card for the episode. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Card of the day is the three of pentacles. Ooh, I like I this teamwork. It. Teamwork. Are we both using pastel right away? Possibly. Sense? Yes. It's, yes, it's we the are. one that's on my desk. Hi. Look at us. <laughs> oh, let me get my iPad I over love here. It. Okay. So our first question episode is from Sarah, and she said, I sent you a message about my contracting job getting canceled. Tower moment. And thankfully, I am on the other side of that. Less than a week after I sent in my question, I received and accepted an offer for a full-time position at a company a friend recommended to me. She's very happy there and thinks I will be too. I love that. That feels yeah. like the best way to yeah. make those decisions. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the job is 100% remote. It's in right in my pay bracket. Decent vacation. And the weird thing is that everyone I've spoken to talks about how great it is to work there. I've heard I love it and you'll love it so much I am in denial. As a result, I like to change my question. Is this opportunity really that good? Am I where I'm supposed to be in this company? It's huge so I can move around in the future. What can I do to buy in? Because so far I'm hugely skeptical. <laughs> well, they're not asking you to replace them at their job. That would be one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like if they were leaving and they were saying, this job is You're going to love it. Exactly. Yeah, as you're two feet out the Running door out. just yelling exactly. back. No, I swear it's great. Not yeah, for me, exactly. not for you. Right. But it seems like these people are staying there. Right. Which is, I think, like, a really a good, good sign. sign. People yeah. are not sticking in jobs that they hate right now. Right, exactly. Like, the world today, people are leaving jobs that are truly miserable. Mm -hmm. So if everyone's saying, not only am I staying, but I also really love it here. Right. They'd be leaving if they weren't. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Um, But I do think that answer questions about how to increase buy-in is a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we just do, is this opportunity really that good? And what can I do to increase my buy-in? So is this opportunity really that good? How could we rephrase that to get... To not be... It, yeah, to not be like, yes or no. Uh, probably just like what to expect with this opportunity. Yeah. Or like, like the light side and the dark side of this opportunity, maybe. The good things and bad things about the opportunity. Yeah, like the positives and negatives. negatives? Just because yeah. since she is already letting her brain go to so many, what's like, what's the yeah. catch? Maybe right, right, right. For the negatives would be helpful. Yeah, yeah. Let's do positives first. Okay, positives about this job opportunity. What did you get? I got the seven of pentacles, which oh. is to be expected, and the ace of swords. So oh, I think cool. it'll be a, like a mentally stimulating job. And I got the king of wands. Okay. And then weirdly the four of cups. But I do feel like the four of cups, when you're putting it in a positive section, is maybe like saying like it will be something that helps you awaken something that you're yeah, not apathy. seeing. Yeah. Sort of break through that apathy. Yeah. But there's a lot of space for like leadership and hard work and like positive. Mm -hmm. Right. Feelings with it. Yeah. Yeah. So then the negative part of this job opportunity. Yeah. Let's see.
I got judgment. I got the Empress and the Six of Wands. So to me, it's like, if this is the negatives, well. Right. Seriously. <laughs> maybe the negative, I mean, the judgment and the Empress and the Six of Wands. I think maybe the negative is that it'll like help awaken like other ideas. And maybe eventually you will feel like you want to move on because you yeah. have more of a sense of what you'd actually like to be doing. Mm-hmm. But in right. the intermediate time, this is something that there's a lot of like opportunity for you know lots of accomplishment and accomplishments and stuff yeah and then the downside is that maybe eventually you'll kind of decide what you truly wish you were doing and move on from it which is Mm -hmm. a a negative if you ask me yeah 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 so what can sarah do to increase her buy-in for this situation I got the moon and the nine of pentacles. I got the two of pentacles and the knight of wands. <laughs> the knight. So with the moon and the nine of pentacles, and I guess the two of pentacles and the knight too, it's kind of like turning inward to think about like what would make you feel fulfilled, like what mm-hmm. you could be working on and creating balance with in order to move forward and like feel accomplished. I think the Knight of Wands is a little bit like flaily, but maybe that's a tiny bit offset by the Nine of Pentacles. Uh-huh. Well, I, th- I think the Knight, the Knight of Wands sort of stands out as like, just go for it and do it. That Those feelings right. will happen and those feelings will come along at a later point, maybe. Just kind of like busting through your own skepticism almost. Yeah, totally. And then, like, the turning inward stuff with the moon is just, like, you're allowed to still feel skeptical, but you still need to, like, think about the other benefits. I think the nine of pentacles is kind of nice in the context of, like, like benefits from a job because Mm -hmm. it's something that you've put all this effort into and now you're sort of reaping the rewards of it. And so that vacation time, the salary, the being able to be remote, all of those things that are perks are something that is, like, worth prioritizing almost with that Mm -hmm. two of pentacles, the balance that's sort of in there, Mm -hmm. Um, like prioritizing that over healthy skepticism, which I think is normal when you're going into a new job, especially when it seems like everyone thinks it's a good fit. It's, I understand being a little bit like, Oh, yikes. Am I walking into a cult here? Yeah. Right. Exactly. exactly. But I I think there was a different night. Yeah. I think if it was a different night, like if it was a night of cups, you know, going in there with rose colored glasses and like kind right. of ignoring and being in denial and stuff like that. But that's not the night that came. It's the one that's like full frontal. Let's just get it done. Let's just do it. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. That's exciting, Sarah. It sounds like it that's going to be a really good fit. You'll have to let us know how it goes because you've had quite a few. This is the same Sarah who's like gone through a lot. Had a she journey. Like lost a parent, moved home, had all of these things happen with her job. And now she's like found something that seems like it could be cool and i'm yeah hopeful for you stoked super stoked <laughs> yay super stoked all right so our second question had an update so esther had a really we both just had a terrible week last week but we didn't have a new episode and so between when i wrote the outline for this episode and now we got an update for our second question so christina who just sent in an update to us a couple days ago I am unsure if you still have a question. So please message us again if there's anything you want insight to into that situation. Um, 
because the update kind of ended with some more like, will you mind, would you mind pulling cards for me? But I'm not totally sure what the question is. So that would be fantastic, Christina, if you would send us another yes. question with whatever we can help you with. But, and yeah. also congratulations on finding a therapist that works for you. Yes, yes, yes. Very excited about that update. Yeah, totally. Um, so instead of that second question, we're going to do a different second question, which is from our wonderful friend, Paulina Garcia. She's from Colombia. She says at the beginning of the oh, question. Oh, hello, Columbia. Um, yeah. She says, I love your podcast. It's been so helpful since I'm a beginner in tarot readings. I just heard that you guys don't read reversals. Would you talk about this a little bit more? How did you decide not to read them? I see it's a really divided opinion. Thank you so much in advance. So, yes, we've talked about this on the podcast before, and I we were joking before we started recording that I'm pretty sure that if you, like, went back and listened to every time we talked about it, we are either saying wildly different things or, right. like, literally the exact same thing every time. Right. I think at the very beginning of the podcast, when we were newer readers, we were very anti-reversals. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the point? Right, right. Too complicated. It's just a way of people trying to, like, scare new readers into not mm -hmm. reading or whatever. Right. Um, For those who, we, like, force other people to memorize reversals to be true right. failures. It seems kind of, like, gatekeepy to be like, well, right. if you don't read for, what, 154, yes, oh, odd. God, 156 different card meanings, mm -hmm. then you aren't a real reader. Is that 78 times 70, 78? I, I don't know. 154? It's too yeah. late to do math. Well, it's 12.35 a.m., so... <laughs> Also, why do I do this ever? Now I have to check. Why do we attempt life like, math on the podcast? What did you say, Esther? I got it Yay, right. You got it right. <laughs> Yay. Victory. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, I so for a while we did feel like it was kind of a way to keep people from reading because it's right. like if you have to memorize 156 meanings instead of 78 meanings, like then it's way more intimidating. Right, exactly. Um, but I think as your understanding of the original 78 grows, it's mm -hmm. easier to both not need reversals because right. you understand the complexities of each card, but it's also easier to utilize them if you would like to because there's no right or wrong way to read reversals. Mm -hmm. Like, it can be the shadow component of that card. It could be the negative component of that card. It could be the opposite meaning of that card. Mm -hmm, right. There are so many ways. So that's where using your intuition becomes so important. Yeah. So I don't think that we're anti-reversals. I just think that people sometimes use whether or not you read as a reversal as a judgment of your yes. value as a reader. And yes. that bugs me. Yes, yes. I think... I think especially very early on, we were very anti-gatekeeping and wanted to make sure that other readers knew our stance on that specifically right. because it was very prevalent, like reading reversals, you must do Is this a sign or that you're a true, a reader. bad reader. Right. right exactly, exactly. Right. You know, and so, now we have, we understand the nuance of, yeah, people do use it as a weird tool to determine yeah. what they think your value is. But also if using reversals is helpful because it helps you get a more, get out of your head a little bit more mm -hmm. and like maybe sparks you to think about what the shadow meaning is or whatever. Right. That's totally fine. I think but for me, it's still like we, at least for us, we put importance on the spread position. And if we right. want that like shadow aspect to come out, we specifically create put a position that in the spread. For that. Right. Yeah, totally. And that's a really good point. You know, so I think that's where we intentionalize that 
to come out. We want like a clear, instead of it being like, oh, we have a reversal on top of a reversal sort of like situation. It can kind of get like a little bit confusing. So might as well do that in the spread itself. So it's much more clear and concise. And you're not like trying to do like gymnastics in your head about reversals. Or like, you know, because I think the the downside of the reversals in general is that you get really caught up in double negatives and like triple negatives. (laughs) And well, this is a, what am I supposed to want to do? And then it's a reversal and an upright. And how am I supposed to be able to like reconcile those things? So if it helps you break through your intuitive blocks then mm-hmm. either use them or don't whichever one works to break through your intuitive block right and i think we've said this before but like the key is just to stick with a decision about it in each reading mm-hmm. so you right. can do reversals one hour and then with a different question not read reversals anymore but yeah. within that reading you, each reading don't change itself, your mind. <laughs> you need to be sure of where you stand with exactly it. exactly for us we keep most of our cards upright intentionally mm-hmm. like we shuffle yeah. in a way that keeps the cards facing the same direction uh we store our decks in a way that keeps most of the cards facing the same direction so it doesn't come up for us very often because we or just don't if- but if then does, also alternatively, exactly. <laughs> like me. <laughs> if they do, we can either, having set the intention before or just using yeah. our intuition in the moment, decide, well, this one's uh, reversed and I'm going to leave it reversed because, right. because in of this reading this that feels necessary. Hit, right. Yeah, because my intuition is telling me to. Right. And I think that that's like the real hard thing about any advice that we ever give for the podcast is that a lot of it is just that you have to learn to trust yourself mm-hmm. and... Yeah. That's really hard to do. But yes. with reversals more than anything, it's like there's not a right way to do it. And mm-hmm. people who act like there is are being total jerks. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they're talking about their own experience. It's just yeah. not true. Yeah. So if you if you want to try it, experiment. Yeah. If you want to keep it, then do it. It's just not the way that we do things and you know, I don't know if maybe there's been a few readings where we've done reversals, like a reversal will pop out, like fly out of the deck. We'll be like, oh, this one's reversed. That feels significant yeah. in this moment. But for the most part, we don't uh, do it on a regular basis within our readings because we usually my create dog a spread might for have it. just peed on the carpet. Mac, Nathan, you okay? did she pee or puke? She puked. Oh, poor baby. Poor baby. I just saw him walking up with the carpet cleaner, oh, like the no. scrub thing, oh, and I was like, uh, "What's oh, going on?" <laughs> oh no, poor baby. Oh sweet baby, that's so mm. sad. Yeah, she's been really anxious in the last week or so. Oh, I don't know why. Maybe my yeah. leg is gonna fall off, and she doesn't know how to tell <laughs> she me. She knows. She's like lassie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I also just think like that you can always change your mind about it. Like, I don't yeah. think that we're like tried and true, no reversals ever. Exactly. And we know people who use them a lot. Oh, this is the thing that I was going to say, actually, because I think I already said that. The other reason that we don't use reversals on the podcast is because we want people to be able to follow along with what we're, oh, yes. what we're doing. And since this is an audio medium, it can be really hard for us to keep track of each other's cards. If we're mm-hmm. not just doing uprights, we're also doing reversals since we're right. telling each other what we're receiving. We're having it's problems with nine and night. night. Yeah, exactly. Alone, let alone reversals putting in there. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we want people who are listening to be able to visualize in their mind's eye what's happening. And mm-hmm. it just seems like adding reversals in there would make that way too complex. And we want this to be, you know, approachable and something that people can really like hear and understand and use as a tool 
to develop their own reading skills and leaving out reversals is helpful in that to me. Right, right, right. Yeah, I agree. In a more visual medium, maybe it's not as important, but in an audio medium, it's just too complex to try to illustrate reversals and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Something to think about. Agreed. Uh, all right. Well, I think that those are our two questions for the day. And again, so. Christina, message us. Let us know if you have clarification or if there's a specific part that you'd like us to look at of your question. Yeah. We are happy to. Yes, definitely. And moving on to Patreon shout outs. Patreon. Patreon. We love our Patreon supporters. We just recorded yes. a like 45 minutes Esther explaining D&D to me sort of yes. thing because we're going to have a D&D game this weekend and on Sunday, which we On the Sunday, discovered. which we did confirm. Um, <laughs> and Holly is going to be herself playing a halfling druid. Which I've never been short, but I'm excited to play a short character. Yes. But you're also <laughs> going to be a male, so I cannot wait for this voice to come out. You're going to need to practice a voice. Oh my god, I didn't voice. even think about it. I'm just going to have to... Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll we'll figure it out. all week. I'll practice yeah. all week long. Um, be so excited. But yeah, it's, we also have been doing what we do in the shadows. We have the first season of Charmed recapped. We have a whole bunch of content about specific cards themselves we'll eventually pick up our little mini episodes about the minor arcana we got through a lot of them and then we kind of got distracted by other stuff but (laughs) there's a lot of cool stuff on patreon and we also just really appreciate everyone's support it means more than you could possibly seriously understand (laughs) for reals exactly you are our breath you're you're the breath we breathe you're the wind beneath our wings you're the wind beneath my wings you're a candle in the darkness Everything that you're my lifeboat from the Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we have two new Patreon supporters, and we wanted to give you a shout out on the air. Yay! First for Megs. Your card is oh the Nine of Pentacles again. I love that. And for Emil, your card is the Seven of Cups. Oh, cool. Exciting. Love a big decision. That's very fun. Good, good, good. Awesome. So thank you so much, new Patreon supporters and existing Patreon supporters. We adore you, and it means so much to us. Yes, we We really appreciate it. Um, And what else is new? Do we have any announcements? I don't really think that we do. No, I don't think so. Nothing quite Buy our book, though, for real. Yeah, buy the uh, book. Review it on Amazon or wherever you bought it. Yes, please. If you do something on Instagram, feel free to tag us. We've gotten a couple of really beautiful reviews recently that it just feels so good to see those. Yeah, see the cozy, how much people like our book. We appreciate it. I had to crack open a new one because we are talking about the contemporary tarot, at least the first two components of the contemporary tarot yes. chapter today. Um, and I, even though we were using it like two weeks ago, I have no idea where the freaking book went. It just like walked away or something. Uh huh. And so I had to crack open a new one. And I have to tell you, it's very exciting to open this book, to take off the <laughs> it is. Cellophane, cellophane and take it out of the slip cover. Crack those cards so in the back. Shiny. Yeah, yeah. Open the cards in the back. Which, if you had not noticed, is mostly major arcana cards from the Solabuska. Yeah. In one of the reviews, somebody was like, we would have loved to see a full deck. But this is mostly the major arcana, so it's still usable for tarot reading because it's yes, mostly yes. major arcana. There's two minor arcana cards. Um, but you can totally use it for tarot reading. Yeah, you totally can. Absolutely. 
All right. So we're talking about the contemporary tarot section of our book, or at least the first two components of it. This is like a huge chapter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For most of the chapters, they're about 20 to 25 pages. For the contemporary tarot section, it's about 50 Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what we did when we were talking about the contemporary tarot section, cause we knew that that wanted, that we wanted to include a lot of it because in the last 20 years, there's been like an amazing amount of beautiful decks, especially the last 10 years. Um, 15, I don't know. Hard yeah. to say. Yeah. <laughs> Time is meaningless. It is. Um, but we wanted to be able to like highlight some of our favorite current modern decks after yeah. 600 years of tarot art history. And when we were sitting down to think about contemporary tarot, we really narrowed it down to basically like four types of contemporary tarot decks. Mm -hmm. And so the ones that we're going to be talking about today are the fine art tarot decks and the mixed media tarot decks. Yes. So in the book, we selected decks to focus on, like two main decks to focus on for each of the sections and then like with all of the other chapters we also have the you might like section mm-hmm. um this is actually the chapter that had the most deleted content also yes. because we couldn't get rights for stuff or for mm-hmm. whatever reason so like we had an entire huge chunk about Klimt tarot and then mm-hmm. when it came right down to it there wasn't space for it and so we just have a very short amount in the you might also like section Right. This is also the section where the Dolly Tarot, you mm-hmm. had an entire. I think page that's up on a Patreon that if you want to read behind, like the, oh, the yeah. unedited footage, what is this? Unedited version. Text. That we took, thank you, that we took <laughs> out because we couldn't get rights to Dolly Tarot. Right. Then that, you can find that on our Patreon. And um, that would have been document. in our fine art section, obviously. Yeah. yeah. The fine art section I really like because there's an interesting thing in fine art tarot where either there are professional artists who mm-hmm. are traditionally using other mediums who create these really beautiful tarot decks. Like one that we reviewed on the podcast, uh, the Japaritsu tarot. Yes. And we have an we... episode covering the full deck itself. Right. And thoughts. Right. And I still have not bought it because it was not available. It is back and available it is now. Back. Oh, well, yep. well, We'll do that after we record and like normal where I just record by stuff in the middle. Um, so that deck, we have an entire episode about, and it is such a pretty deck. It's very, very, she's, uh, acrylic gauche. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. I've only ever read it. Ink and oil as well as collage. And all of her images are just so dreamy. Yeah. Very Pisces season in my opinion. Yeah. It's just like such a beautiful and abstract deck. Mm -hmm. I really am glad that we got to highlight that in the book. Me too. Um, And then the other deck that we focus a lot on is different from it because it's the Impressionist Mm -hmm. Tarot, which was more of a compilation of fine art pieces rather than the creation from a fine artist. And if you've never seen it, we've never reviewed it, but our friend Anna had it for a really long time. I think she probably still does. And she would use it for a lot of readings. And it's so cute like the backs are fucking cute the backs look like the backs of framed art it's just Mm -hmm. like such a great idea yeah it's so sweet and it's cool because it's all french impressionist art and it was put together by this man like in 2015 but it uses all of this french impressionist art and often edits it slightly to make it fit in with the tarot cards more Mm -hmm. but he still really did a good job of choosing very evocative cards 
Yes. That are evocative pieces of art that represent that, uh, that, um, like card super well. Jesus Christ. That was like incredible <laughs> brain art. But I think that this is probably a deck that we could review on the podcast. Totally. In the yeah. It's just like really, really neat. And then the Klimt Tarot is similar in that it was compiled using Gustav Klimt's work. And Gustav Klimt, I, we even say this in the, uh, in the little section about it, but I'm 100% sure that you have seen the lovers. Yes. Card image. I know that one of my college roommates had, um, that poster on her wall. So it's like a very common image, but I, and then I don't know. I just think that this deck is also really cool. And it also has a lot of gold, which is always fun. Yeah. And it was compiled in 2005. So yeah, in the last 20 years, it kind of goes with this contemporary section. Yeah. I just think it's so cool that, especially with like the impressionist tarot, like they could literally be the paintings or we know that some of them are like the world card here is like a compilation of lots of things, but it, but it feels like it could be the painting itself. Yeah. So it like blends like seamlessly reality of what the painting is and non-reality of what wasn't there in the first place. But then it makes you question like, wait, was this there? Yeah. Am I misremembering this painting? Right. Right. So it feels so cool. really like natural and like you're kind of involved with it. And then it's just exactly. such a cute idea and the backs of the cards really cinch the deal for me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and then we also wanted to talk about the mixed media section. Mm-hmm. So the mixed media is probably the one that's been one of the more like, I guess, influential types. Like yeah. doing collage decks and mixed media decks is something that we see so 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 much of mm-hmm. and there's obviously like ones that are super well known like moonchild tarot danielle noel is like incredibly prolific with this mm-hmm. uh serpent fire tarot is another one although we didn't include that in the book where it's just like these incredible collage pieces but we also did we also included dust to onyx tarot which is a really beautiful super super gorgeous mixed media mm-hmm. collage paintings from courtney alexander um and uh, this is more of a recent one. This deck yes. first came out, I think, in like 2018 or 2017 even. And it is really lush, super beautiful. It focuses a lot on Black people and the Black experience. And she wanted to make sure that there was a deck that like really offered that up for mm-hmm. the tarot consumers. And she also tries to sort of break through some Western Christian understandings. So like the devil turns into temptation and stuff like that. So it's just a really beautiful, very deep feeling deck. The colors she uses are all very dark or rich Mm -hmm. and it feels really pigmented and saturated. And it's so, so, so pretty. And that's, you know, brought to us by this sort of ability to do mixed media art, both Mm -hmm. in person, but also being able to do mixed media digital art, which I think is one of the reasons why that style has gotten so huge. Right, right. I also really like this because this was a modern terror reader story too, Mm -hmm. where she grew up in a Christian household yeah. And found tarot and used a tarot app to learn tarot. Yeah. Like, and to me, that was like really meaningful Utilizing to include. Resources. Yeah. Because like a lot of people, like we talked before with gatekeeping, many people would say like, oh, well, don't use an app. Like you need to have a deck of cards. And it's like some people do Can't. cannot 
have that resource. Like if I lived back with my family, I could not have a tarot deck at all. Well, you know, we had that listener who had to keep their tarot deck in their glove compartment. Because right. Because their family could not know that they did it at all. Yeah. And people yeah. are in that situation in real life where they don't get mm-hmm. to have an entire room of their house that's just chock-a-block filled, filled with tarot yeah. cards. Yeah. So, so having yeah. somebody who's created this beautiful, influential, so important deck mm-hmm. be somebody who also started in this kind of like clandestine way mm-hmm. is really beautiful. And also kind of the story of a lot of tarot readers. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's just like with contemporary decks come contemporary ways to use tarot. And right. I wanted to, in, for me, when I was researching this part in this deck, that was what really spoke to me a lot. Like this is people you know, these are people just like us in the modern times. This isn't yeah. like where we have to have like a little wood shop where we have to like, ding, 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 you know, these little like, you know, peach blocks for our Terra de Marseille deck, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious to think about. You're totally right. And then the other one that we focus on, like I said, is Moonchild Tarot. And this is actually the deck that's on our very cover. first dust cover. Dust cover. <laughs> Everyone's like, what is that lady doing there? Um, but the high priestess, which is kind of funny that this was selected by the art department because it has like half of a page. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. but it's a really influential deck because people love this deck. Like the mm-hmm. star child tarot was so popular that she came out with the moon child tarot. Yeah. And it is gorgeous. Like it is beautiful. It's a lot more ethereal. It feels a little bit less grounded. The colors mm-hmm. are much more muted and not quite as vibrant as the, um, as dust to onyx. But yeah. they're both using the similar tools of being able to layer different images together to create yes. like a very distinct voice almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love and we've done an entire episode about the Moonchild Tarot too. Did we? I thought so. I thought we just did Star Child. I don't think we've done Moonchild. Oh, maybe not. Because <laughs> I don't have Moonchild unless like you did. Oh, it. yeah, I do. I have both, but we must have done Star Child. Yeah, we did Star Child. Yeah, I think you'd like Moonchild. I, 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 yeah, I have it on a list, a generic list, but haven't gone there yet. And then the last one that we included, and this is under the you might also like, is the Guided Hand Tarot, which I didn't know very much about until we started writing the book, and then I was, I think you came up with the idea. I think this was at this section, yeah, because it was just so so beautiful. It's like. It's just gorgeous the way that it's like paper that's overlaid. You could tell like it's like crinkled paper. Right. That's why my it favorite like detail. very textural. Yes, textural. Yeah, exactly. And um, it has a queered feminist perspective is what they say. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. Like there's mods and there's moons and I'm like, ooh, I love this. This is amazing. It's <laughs> so. just, and this one also feels a little bit more like hand put together like yes. you can see somebody like cutting out pieces and gluing yeah. them together it's like an exacto was... knife yeah yeah i think just... that was their method they had like fabrics and other things like that it's that they really compiled cool. into these images and that's another one that we should add to our review list because i do own it mm-hmm. oh do so you, if you okay, think okay. that reading the book made you want to buy a lot of decks writing the book definitely made me want I mean, I, we, like, there was some, like, um, I believe we did Starman Tarot for something in here, and I bought the deck and didn't like the deck, but then wrote about the deck, and then, no, 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 no. Anyway, so, so, like, better get rid of it. I still have Starman Tarot somewhere in my storage. I don't remember what section that was in. It was, I think, supposed to be in a section we deleted or combined. Oh, probably. 
Some these are the parts of the book that I forgot writing completely. Oh. The epilogue. Oh yes. Our cheat sheet of what the cards mean. Mm-hmm. And basically the entire timeline. <laughs> I will die on the hill that this these are the best Toth meetings that I've ever come across. Really? Because and by I ever come across, all. you mean ever compiled? Compiled, come across, reinterpreted from the anal, from the annals. The annals of, of history. The annals of history or the, the anus of, what's his face? <laughs> Alistair Crowley. Yeah. from Straight from his butt, I reinterpreted them into something logical. Like, so what's the cards mean, Chi Chi? I remember writing this really clearly. And this is what mm-hmm. I said. There are 78 cards in a tarot deck and each one has its own history and meaning. It's a lot to keep track of. We know. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Since what the cards represent frequently comes into play with how we understand and describe the art on specific cards. Okay, so this was because we had to frame it that way because we wanted this book to be very clearly not a how to read tarot tarot book. So, but it was always kind of like this thing of like, we want to have these definitions because we refer back to them so much. So how do we make sure that it's like, here are these definitions and this is why we're including them. For non-terror people especially. Yeah, for non-terror people specifically. Um, There are so many interpretations of tarot cards. There are as many interpretations. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with me, Esther? Are you okay? (laughs) There are as many interpretations of tarot cards as there are tarot readers. So we're not claiming that any of this is definitive. I just did. So just except for we just said that our Toth is the best we've ever seen. Toth is the best. Just (laughs) FYI. So basically we have Tarot de Marseille, Rider-Waite-Smith, and also Toth. The Tarot de Marseille and the Rider-Waite-Smith face each other in the center of the foldout. And then Toth is on the back of the foldout. So if you're looking for that in our book, you can find it. And I think that they're fantastic too. Yeah, I think they're great. Our book is great. Our book is great. Yeah, we really should be tooting that horn more. I mean, we do, but also there was so much burnout that we've had to experience. So we're there just... are no more horns left to toot. So yeah, <laughs> there's no also, more air. Another fun thing about the book is that my short hair period is immortalized in this book. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got bangs. Yes, I do. I have mean, bangs. I guess you do have bangs currently. Well, I, I they're like side they're there somewhere. Yeah. They're somewhere. <laughs> They're hidden. <laughs> They're secret bangs. Secret bangs. All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to talk about? This is going to be kind of a short episode. but Yeah, I think that's, I think we're good. We're good. We're good to go. Awesome. Well, we'll be back next week with the second half of the contemporary art section. And then also Esther and I are recompiling lists of which decks we own, but have not reviewed yep. and what upcoming decks we would like to purchase Again, if you're a deck creator and are interested in sending us decks, we're down. Almost yep. always. Always. Uh, email us. And yes, yes, yes. we are happy to accept review copies yeah, <laughs> of yeah, decks yeah. you'd like to see reviewed. Um, and yeah, we're back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it, too. All right. Well, that's our show. Yay. How do we end this thing? Don't forget to send us your questions. We always end this thing by saying, how do we end this thing? Don't forget to send (laughs) us your questions. And because just go to our website in general. There's a lot of stuff there, including a form with which to submit questions. And also a compilation of our like intro to tarot, intro to Lenormand episodes. So 
The website has a lot of stuff on it. You should definitely check it out. And those have been updated within the past year because we have a couple of intro episodes. So we try to make sure to try to put as many resources for you as possible. Absolutely. I'd also tell your friends and write and review us if you can. There are some algorithm shenanigans going on because yeah we are still like (laughs) we're still like below like an eight no 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 we're at like five to eight range on these things and even though we have more we have more reviews you guys than biddy pod on spotify yeah do you believe that like more five-star reviews than biddy but somehow we are still below the threshold of people scrolling down. So, and we have, we follow like, you have to scroll down farther for us than you have to scroll down for podcasts that haven't been updated in two years. Exactly. It's, it's shenanigans. It's, it's some algorithmic shenanigans, but you know, what helps is reviews. Yes. Reviews stars. We thank you and love you so much for helping us boost our podcast our little bitty like homegrown podcast right because again we don't we're not part of any network we don't have any like secret <laughs> no producer it's it's esther and an editing program and we're uploading every week so yeah exactly <laughs> we do have oh look there's we have a couple of new oh, reviews thank you we read my dad's last week, which made me laugh really hard. But our mm. newest one is from the 21st, which was just yesterday. Mm. And DeLacy says, a well thought out and researched book. The pictures truly made the book as we traveled through time to see how the tarot developed and changed as time went on. I also appreciated that the authors noted speculation, facts, and misbeliefs. Overall, an insightful addition to art history buffs and tarot enthusiast libraries. Yay. Thank you, DeLacy. Thank you. That's so nice. So nice. And yes, five-star reviews. Much appreciated. Much yes, yes, appreciated. Yes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our awesome, wonderful Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And if Facebook's not your thing, you can also join our Discord server. The, that link is in the show notes every week. Our Discord and server also- is so active and wonderful. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm just always so, so thrilled to go into our little Discord and see what everyone's up to. It's so much fun. Right. And also we have merch on Redbubble. I have yes. to dig into my external hard drive to find the new merch. <laughs> so that should be coming anytime. In the any next week. moment. And if you have any questions about what's been in our show, like decks we've talked about or anything like that, look in the show notes. It's probably there. Oh, yeah. It for sure is there. Esther spends a lot of time making sure that they're comprehensive. <laughs> try. Which I try. exactly and remember go forth and tarot wildly this week we love you so very much love you we actually love you (laughs) (laughs) that's our new theme song for the podcast we We actually love you (laughs) we love you we do love you (laughs) 